Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and on this week's episode, we are talking about our favorite fall fun that you can do as a family and how you can count it as school. Also, again, if you haven't already, make sure to sign up for our short and encouraging weekly email over on our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. Before we start, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making the Smiling Homeschooler possible. They're an amazing math curriculum, and we think they're one of the best, and we encourage you to check them out over at teachingtextbooks.com. But Dad, if you're ready, let's get going. I am. Well, Ben, and everybody listening, it is, I think, officially, it felt just fallish out there tonight. It's it's raining right now, and it's been warm, which I'm loving it. I'm holding on to global warming as long, long as I can, and... Uh, <coughs> and um, the days have been warm. Even the evenings have not been bad. You know, when you go out in the morning and it's still warm, I'm still in shorts. It's But on the way home from a volleyball uh, game tonight, I had the heat on in the car. <laughs> and it just felt like, oh, man, it feels like it. The corn outside is brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben closed up his pool. And it feels like... I even hate saying the that four letter word fall because I'm yeah. just still not ready for it. It just feels like any you know in the evening once it starts getting uh, darker and there's a you know you get the breeze and it just that kind of smell maybe there's someone with a campfire and it just is like oh man and there's leaves everywhere. It's you know I know I know it's a lot of people's favorite season but man it, it, it would be my favorite if it didn't wasn't followed oh, no it wouldn't be my favorite it would be one of my favorites if it wasn't followed by winter so I don't know <laughs> I guess that makes it as my third favorite so um, but that's right we're we're that's pretty right. close so hopefully we get a couple more days of some sun but that doesn't look like it we're going camping this weekend and it looks like it's going to be like a high of uh, maybe mid 60s or something like that so I don't know how good it will be but it should be should be good fine camping weather but. Uh, you know, not, uh, but you know, the, the thing about like, uh, this season change and, and I know even down in Florida, you're starting to get out your little fall arrangements and your little pumpkins. In fact, um, I was looking up, uh, as we're going to talk about some fall festivals and outdoor activities that you can do. I saw that, uh, there's a big fall festival down in Miami, you know, like a pumpkin. I'm like, how do you do that? You know, bring in fake corn stalks and uh, pretend like it's get some apple cider trucked in from Maine or or Michigan. Um, but uh, but there's something about this time um, that does it does contain a lot of memories. A lot of memories are in fall, and I was thinking about it. Maybe it's because all the senses are are kicked in. You know, uh, you're you're seeing the leaves change or you're 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 touching things you're talking you know things that are crunchy and and it smells like smoke and s'mores and you're drinking apple cider and you're hearing sounds of clip clop horses drawing hay wagons and tractors in the field and there's just something about that that maybe it just really puts those memories indelibly in your head and really at school time it's a really good time to do those things um i know when we first started with ben and sam um because i had a public school kind of grid and debbie had a a public or christian school grid but we all school was the same you know where in the fall we would you know take construction paper and cut out turkeys 
and pumpkins and uh, do things with pilgrims and all those things. And really, so when we started school, that was just, that was really, maybe not important, but I know we did that with our kids. They would color leaves and we would go out and get leaves off the trees and identify them and pick up walnuts. And when I was a, when I was a good dad, you know, we would do those things with our little kids and we would open up a walnut and I'll look at it now. I don't do that with my, uh, my youngest kids. So, but there is something special about that time. And so, and last weekend, um, I didn't go cause I was, uh, we were working on a shed roof. Um, but Debbie, that's my wife and Catherine, our oldest daughter and her husband and Cal and Jed and Maggie all went to the Johnny Appleseed festival, um, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And so I thought maybe we'd talk about some of those festivals, maybe a festival in your area. Um, we can't talk about lots of them, but Ben, you've been to the Johnny Appleseed Festival. I, you know, when you when you picture the festival, what what do you picture in your head? I mean, yeah, I don't think it's super relevant, you know, if it's just one specific one, because obviously not everyone lives in the area. But I, I think the things that should be at a good fall festival are, I think, apple cider is important. I think uh, probably a popcorn kettle corn maker <laughs> is at a lot of them. Uh, you know, there's usually, uh, you know, arts and crafts type thing. I know some people mention like flea markets, which is not the Johnny Appleseed, but um, Johnny Appleseed festivals are reenactment, I would say, are kind of like, you know, old style. They have cannons and, you know, everyone's dressed up and they have the blacksmith and all those. I would also say, uh, fall festivals, uh, or, or not fall at fall festivals. I think campfires are pretty necessary, you know, to have some, some wood smoke. Uh, cause I think that's just, that is the fall smell probably cause people burning leaves and having bonfires and stuff. Uh, but and then I think uh, I personally like like it more when uh, it's a little bit colder. Last week was actually really hot, uh, and 80s does not feel like a super folly thing, you know. But uh, when you have to wear a sweater or sweatshirt or something like that, I think that's that's super fun. Um, ours also has like really good, uh, you know, like caramel apples and there's soup and just a lot of good food and. Uh, you know, this one's really busy. I mean, there's over, I think they usually, um, uh, I don't know about now, they have like a hundred thousand people at it. So it's a pretty big fall festival, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't been in a couple of years, but it's always, a, it's always fun when we go. And you know, the thing I, I really, that I like about it, we'd kind of discovered the Johnny Appleseed festival by accident. We were just having, we've lived in the area, you know, for a long time and we just happened to be in Fort Wayne. So all these people pulling into this convention center parking lot and we heard there was a festival there and it was like this amazing festival we didn't even know that johnny appleseed john chapman was buried on the site i mean all those those stories we've read right there here in fort wayne uh indiana and you know i just think the great thing about a, a festival like this and you know there are other festivals like the apple butter festival the blueberry festival those are all like lots of fun but there's something about these fall festivals they're kind of reenactment that it feels like it's school on steroids um because maybe again because the all your senses are firing you know ben mentioned all these good smells and tastes but you know there's a drum and fife 
core that goes through and and you hear the music and you hear these things from the you know the the revolutionary war and the civil war era and they're playing little penny fifes you know or whatever those things are called penny whistles and uh Usually and, have a dulcimer, then, you know, playing music. And then live you see the, the or... person playing the dulcimer, and yeah. then you see some guy banging away on a uh, a tin Total. pot. He's making a, a, a oh, yeah. you know a, a tinsmith, and you see a blacksmith, and you see them squeezing apple cider, and you see someone spinning a spinning wheel, someone making knives, someone making wooden spoons, um, and other things. Then you see some guy doing. Uh, you know, musical numbers from the turn from the Civil War. You know, uh, listen to the Mockingbird, listen to the Mockingbird. You know, and then they're and it's so much fun. And you know, there they have a medicine man who does the medicine man story out of a wagon, and and uh, they had some Native Americans doing the the dum 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 dum, and then you know and uh and then the civil war guy is shooting off a cannon and doing muskets and a little civil war and i just think you could do like a week's worth of school kind of week's worth in that day um just because there's so much and those kind of things are never forgotten and really those kind of festivals are going on all over the place um that uh you know there's something i don't know why I don't know why they have civil war festivals in the fall, but maybe it's because they wear such hot uniforms. Yeah, probably. It just feels better to do it in the fall, but they're really all over the country. And I think for a homeschooler, man, these are things you should be taking, taking advantage of. Yeah. Um, we have another one coming up. The, the battle of Mississinawa, uh, which is, I think is in October for us. And that was a battle of like 1812, something like that. Well, I mean, it wasn't the Battle of 1812, but it was. It's an 1812 reenactment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> right. Which is, yeah, that one's really good too. And the crazy thing is, there's, there's so many of them. You know, like there was, uh, there's, I mean, there's, there's the old Fort days or something like that, I believe, which is in Fort Wayne too. There's, I was just talking to a friend who, uh, we have a little uh, area and a little park, and they did kosciuszko something or other you know and they would have it at the this lucerne park near us and they'd fire off cannons and do all that same sorts of stuff you know and have different uh, booths and stuff so i mean it's not just the big ones but i also think the cool part is it is school but it's like school in undercover because i think your kids will be more receptive and way more uh, willing to be interested in stuff because it seems fun and it seems engaging and it doesn't seem like school, quote unquote, you know, so they'd probably learn more about uh, colonial times going to Williamsburg and maybe I'm sure they have a lot of good fall stuff around then than you know, reading a book, a big textbook on it, obviously. So uh, I think those can be really good ways to introduce your kid into something, get them interested. And then maybe that, you know, so if they see a Gatling gun being fired off, then maybe you can actually kind of go more in depth on that later. But um, I think it's a, uh, it's really cool to see it's it really like alive. unit study, like a unit right. study where you don't have to do the work. You yeah, just like exactly. show up. <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, make root beer out of a root and then put it in a bottle they've they've already got it there for sale or you don't have to learn how to make rope out of twine because there's a guy who's been done this for 30 years at every festival along in america and he's right there doing it and uh and again the music is i think it just 
all hitting all your senses it's just such a learning process on steroids and i was even thinking ben maybe because i said oh ben we could talk about other you know fall places that you know you might go and uh museums and he goes oh we we've done that before dad we did that about a year ago literally listed our top ones i think yeah okay so but we i don't i don't think we've ever talked about uh those i don't think so those reenactment kind of places have we those living museums have we talked about those i mean we just did Uh, our favorite uh. ones in general so i mean yeah we listed some of the favorite places we've been and that those some of those were included but well not specifically i don't think so. But even like we have one, uh, Connor Prairie. Yeah. You know, that's, that's uh, in Indianapolis, the north side of Indianapolis. And it's, I think it's, they their byline is where every day, every day is 1842. Those are like, this is the best time of year to go to those things. And a little side, side or tip, go right after lunch because all the school buses are there in the morning. They have their lunch. They've destroyed the place. And then they all get in their buses and leave. And there, again, it's just so much learning takes place in those those places. Yeah, Um, I mean, and and there's so many of them too. I mean, especially out east, obviously. uh, I think they have some of the best ones. Obviously, Williamsburg, super famous. You know, Jamestown, Plymouth Mm -hmm. uh, area, um, Plymouth Rock area. It's just... And I'm guessing, again, that in the fall time, they're yeah. running lots of stuff. Right. I would guess. And actually, and I hope people keep going, you know, uh, those things, I, I saw something the other day, like a couple of years ago, where it was like saying Williamsburg was really struggling, you know, just because not as many people were going anymore. And so I hope people go out and go and, and you know, go to those places because they're, it's not necessarily guaranteed that all of them will hang around forever, especially with COVID everything. Those were rough years for them, but they're just such unique opportunities. I mean, to see people building a cabin, you know, by hand or, uh, you know, your kids can, you know, might be able to like churn butter or, you know, do a dugout canoe and learn, you know, learn how they do that. And, and that stuff's so neat. And there's a lot of them too. I, I mean, we've stumbled across them just traveling where there'll be some, you know, historical place and they have, it might be the, you know, the, Mansker station. Yeah, in, uh, exactly. In, near Nashville. We, we did that one. I don't know. We just showed up one time and yeah, there's so many of them and they're cool. I mean, or there's like, even just like little things, this is not really living history, but there's like an Amish museum, you know, not far from us, you know, and it's pretty well done and it's, uh, it's cool. So, uh, I, I, I mean, I remember all of them and I think they're all, they all really stick with you. Um, but hopefully every, I would think every place would have something like that. Maybe not out West. Oh, but. I, I think, every, Oh, even out West they have them. I, I was looking, they have them, you know, in the cliff dwellings mm-hmm. of New Mexico. You can go to their places like that. Even uh, I was looking up the top places for living museums. One of the top one was in in Oahu, the Polynesian Polynesian Cultural Center. Um, oh. There and you know I, I I kind of forgot about it. I we haven't done it, but we we were right by it. Actually, we probably should have done it. Um, but I, again, I think because um, there's just so much learning to be had. And, and I think, you know, when we take the time when we're not in a hurry, and that's the great thing about maybe going during the week when there's oh, yeah. not a field trip there, you just go there and you see some guy whacking on a, on a dugout canoe and he spends, he's been working on it for two years, you know, <laughs> um, and he's just kind of digging at it you know and and it's just fun i think the kids 
just get to absorb that and see that it takes a long time. And I think when we were at Williamsburg, they were making bricks in a brick kiln that they were, I think, just taking it apart because they had already fired them all up. And and uh, that was just so, so cool. Give your kid an appreciation for all the modern stuff. Like, man, some of that stuff takes forever. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, I, I, and if they express interest in something, I think that's a good opportunity, you know, not to go crazy, but just to to kind of fan that flame a little bit potentially. I know that, uh, no pun intended, but the blacksmiths always were super interesting to us and the knife makers were always really cool. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mom and dad for Christmas once gave us uh, lessons with those knife maker guys and we went and, you know, pounded out out of some old uh, uh, pieces of a plow, kind of a furrow or whatever. We made a you know, made some knives or, uh, we tried to make our own bellows and, you know, we got an anvil and we never really successful, but but we learned yeah. stuff while we were trying yeah. to get it to go together and work. And I think those can be really fun, uh, good memories and cool, uh, <laughs> cool. And I think that's, again, the nice thing about like going to a festival because they, they usually have so many of those people. Cause not everybody, I mean, not every kid cares about a blacksmith, not every kid, kid, cares about making right. rope but you know you might have a son who just likes the guy who's carving out whistles out of wood and he can just stand there and watch him and you when you have such a variety it really is it really is pretty amazing I'm amazed too by how many places have <laughs> their uh, festivals based off of food you know like there's the paradise pumpkin patch and then there's the Dublin peanut festival someone commented and then the apple mm. festival is a very common one uh, but I know we have the blueberry, the apple, uh, there's just, there's tons of them, uh, but they're, they're really good. And I, yeah. And that actually might be another one is maybe go to, um, pumpkin patch slash apple orchard. If you have one in the area, uh, those can be really fun. I know we go to one every year and all of our friends have just recently started going to this one and they've all loved it. It can just be a really fun, fun time to get another, you know, they often offer free hay, hay rides, which is, is nice. But, um, so, but real quick here, I maybe, just want to go ahead. No, I was just going to say thank you to teaching textbooks real quick. Um, <coughs> I was thinking earlier, you know, if you have a big family or even if you just have a few kids, it can be really tough balancing everyone's math or even just any subject all at the same time. So one of the things that's awesome about teaching textbooks is it's very um, – you know, independent, they can learn it on their own if, if you need them to, or you can be involved, but it's really flexible and just offers a ton of features that are really engaging. And I would say almost any kid can learn well with it. Uh, so, and you know, there's not any, uh, risk. You can go to their website, teachingtextbooks.com and check out a free trial. Uh, they have sample lessons on there as well. And they basically have, they have all the math grades, uh, all the way from the beginning to the end. So you can, uh, you know, do it all the way through and check it out at least if you haven't already it's free to try out and uh you know tell them we sent you so head on over to teachingtextbooks.com and i will tell you uh i don't know why this is different than all the other years but all of a sudden with teaching textbooks i'm starting to get emails to my email that's telling me about once a week how my two kids are doing in teaching textbooks <laughs> and uh i saw that jed who really likes math he was he like had a 98 on whatever that day's thing was and his average was like 95 and then cal had like a 53 <laughs> and his average was like 70 and i'm like 
Cal, are you not understanding your math? He goes, no. He goes, I get it. He goes, I just, I've been kind of, you know, in a hurry. So I write down the wrong answer. And then, then it gives, it marks it as wrong. And he is totally like me. I wouldn't have cared at all. I wouldn't have cared if it marked him all wrong. And, uh, but then I saw today though, I don't know if it's because we talked, he was at like 98, you know, he had a real high percentage too. And I wondered if he had tried a little bit harder. So I don't know, but I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, it kind of gives you an update without overwhelming you with too much stats. I know that we've had things where, you know, whether it was a, a internet browser protection and it's like emailing you 45 times a day, you know, with these long lists of, and it's just overwhelming. So it's real light. It was just like three things. And uh, I really, it's a great tool. It's a great tool just to keep on top of your kids. Totally. Um, Is there anything else, you know, that you think like a good way to get out any other fall fun things that, you know, could kind of be a little bit different, um, maybe not full on living history, but any other good recommendations uh, that, you know, came to mind when you were thinking of fall fun? Uh, because I do think that can be, especially if you're going into winter and you live in an area that is cold, it can be tough to get out and, and actually do stuff. So, uh, I think fall is a good opportunity to kind of have a last, you know, chance to do some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, some of the zoos are closing up. I know ours is probably going to be closing in the next month or so. So we probably try to go do that one more time. Um, and do you think something I've seen people do is like they assign their kids something when they go do something, you know, do you think that's good or do you think you should avoid that? <laughs> Ben's already knows. So yes, I don't even I know. know why. Yeah. He just wanted me to say yes. it. I'm just saying, I, I hate, that kind of stuff. I hate writing out reports. I hate um, having our kid trying to schoolify fun learning experiences. And I've probably shared this in the past, but I, I remember, um, and we never do that, you know, with our kids. We never give them, they don't have to write anything, they don't draw anything. Um, but I know one time we went to the Billy Grand Museum. Have I said this before, Ben? Uh, I don't remember. He didn't remember. Um, I went to the Billy Graham Museum in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And as soon as our we got in there, these nice little old ladies gave us these little pieces of paper that our kids got to fill out. And if they found all the answers in the place, they won a prize at the end. And so my, my couple youngest, they didn't even really see any of it. All they cared about was trying to find the answer. And they got the prize and they kind of missed the Billy Graham Museum. I think sometimes we do that when we have them fill out the blanks. Uh, Sam, I took Sam to his animation graduation um, all the way in California. And we got there an hour late because uh, Sam had the wrong time. But as I was waiting for him, <coughs> I w- we were at the Gene Autry Cowboy Museum, which kind of sounds like a cool place to go. And... Uh, outside of the i couldn't get inside because it costs so i was just waiting around it was in griffith park really cool area if you're a walt disney fan it's got some cool stuff there um like the merry-go-round where he first thought of disneyland and all that you can see his little shed never mind um but uh so i'm out here at the gene autry museum and outside the the main entrance is this big wall um it was probably you know like 30 by 10 high and uh it had emblazoned on the wall it said things like 
what I saw learned at the Gene Autry Cowboy Museum. And all the school kids had come, and apparently they were given little slips of paper, and they stuck them up on the wall. I don't know if they thumbtacked them or stuck them with tape. I don't remember. But it just, they basically filled in the blank. And I was looking at them, and nothing, uh, none of them had to do anything with the museum. They were like, I learned that if I threw a rocket, Joey, he would, you know, it hurt. And I learned that Susan doesn't really like me. She likes Bob. You know, <laughs> and, and, and they were all like that. And I thought, you know, we have been, pre we've been faking, doing fake school for too long. So I think you ought to go to those places. <clears throat> I wouldn't wor worry about learning anything because learning will take place. I think you should go and have fun. And even if there are no blacksmiths and anybody else, and all you do is ride a hay wagon and pick a pumpkin, and they will have learned something. They will have learned really important stuff. Not about pumpkins, not about any of that stuff, hay wagons. They will have learned the importance of family. Um, you know, because again, I kind of started off by saying, I had these, you know, there's so many memories of that time. I can remember really almost vividly being in maybe a kindergarten or first grade um, when they would show old films, you know, on a, on a movie projector. And I can remember so many fall movies where they show this family going, th walking through the woods or making a pile of leaves and you could hear the crunching and you could, and I thought, you know, then it was like it stuck in my head just watching this family. How much better it would be if you were that family. And, um, you know, just taking those times. And I know it's a pain. I do. And sometimes it doesn't even sound fun to me. I think, oh, we're going to go to the Johnny Appleseed Festival and there's going to be 50,000 cars there. And I'm going to have to find a parking space and it's going to be expensive. The food's going to be expensive. My kids are going to complain how hot it is, you know, and how they only got, <laughs> well, they only got one arrowhead when you know and and they didn't get to spend enough on a souvenir and all that but i'll tell you it's it's really worth it totally it is it's hard but it is so and i mean mom literally had to struggle with that this last time i mean one of the kids uh you know i was like i don't want to be here i want to go shopping i want to do whatever so you know they were they ended up not staying super super long but uh, it's still fun. And even, even when we've gone, we've taken people and they've all said, Oh man, it's way too hot. That was kind of a bummer, but I still remember it overall and, you know, sticks with you. So I really appreciate all of those. Times you know, and more. I think that thing to do is cause really I would guess you already know of one that's in your area. Um, and maybe you've been talking about it for a while and you haven't done it, or maybe it's been a while since you did has have done it. Just do it. You know, or if you have one of those living museums that's, you know, within two hours, uh, just just plan it and go do it um, This in the next month because this is the best time to do it. Or if you've got like some presidential home that's near you that you've driven by or some famous author's house that you've you've talked about, this is the time to do it. And I'm guessing there's probably if you do a little checking, they're probably doing something special you know, on, on these fall days, um, at that very place. I had a friend who was mentioning the other day, I thought this was kind of interesting and is kind of tied into this a little bit. She said she was listening to a podcast and the lady said she had decided like, this was back when they lived in a, an apartment that they wanted to have the goal of, they would go to a park and they would spend like, 
you know, like nine to one outside at this park, you know, every day, basically. And then after a while, they moved it to even more. And eventually it was like six hours a day or something during the summer. They wanted to be out. She wanted her kids to just play outside. Uh, And they sometimes would have friends and stuff. But uh, she just, you know, and eventually they, the kids, you know, at first were kind of like, what in the world are we going to do? But eventually they just found stuff to do, uh, you know, and they had fun and, and ended up really changing their whole life <laughs> by doing yeah. this. But I thought the principle, obviously you don't have to go to a park, but if you have a yard, but that idea of just make them go out and entertain themselves, you know, and I know you've mentioned that in the past, but I thought that was kind of a cool idea and kind of the idea of setting a goal of like, I want my kids to be able to play outside for three hours in an afternoon, every afternoon during the summer or something like that is kind of a cool idea, but that is okay. Well, we're out of time. Um, so I'll just say, have a great week. Um, mom, I hope you're staying encouraged in your homeschooling. Uh, again, uh, I, I, I made a post the other day, it said something about like the the lies that homeschooling moms believe they just the, they they pound the sh- they pound you like a relentless wave and just a mom i knew uh no she wrote and she said oh the lies are coming heavy today um and i know maybe they're coming heavy to you saying that you're wasting your time that your kids are not getting a good education don't believe it plug your ears and remind yourself of the truth that home's the best place for your kids. You're the best teachers for your children. Um, and that, you know, your kids are masterpieces and that God's going to make them exactly what he wants them to be. So you don't have to stress out. You can smile and you can go to a festival and have a really fun time and spend the $7 on a gallon of apple cider because it's worth it. And most of all, don't forget to smile. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you being here each week, and we hope that you share this podcast with another homeschooling mom. If you have a question or topic for us, feel free to message us over on Facebook. Also, again, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making this all possible. Head on over to teachingtextbooks.com for a free trial. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.